All right, guys, I am back, I am back, I am back, I am back. So, anyways, uh, seems like I'm kind of talking on and on for a little bit here. But, you know, the thing is, is I see it where I'm at, and that's why I'm bringing this up. And, you know, I've gotten hit up a couple times through people through DMs and private messages and stuff like that. What do I do when it's slow? And I'm just going to tell y'all, this is what I do when it's slow. So, one of the things I'm focused on is um, re rewriting our workflow in the car business, or rewriting the workflow for my dealership. I've been looking more on the digital side, um, but I've also been making my phone calls. And that's the thing. Every time I get done with my day and get all the, all my tasks done, I sit there and I hit up what I need to, the customers I need to reach out to and I need to talk to. And what I think sometimes we do is we neglect that fact, right? You know, if you don't have a good workflow in place at your dealership, you won't know who to call and follow up with and you don't, you don't know when to do it, right? And that's the thing. In the car business, you always have to stay in, some, in front of somebody's eyes um, or in front of their mind. I can't remember what it was, but uh, some article or something I read a long time ago, I think you have to have 14 points of touching the customer in order for them to even make a decision to buy from you. Um, whether that be, you know, you you personally or or, you know, branding through TV or branding through, you know, social media or whatnot, there's got to be 14 different touch points for a customer to actually make a decision to buy a car from you. And that's the thing. You know, I think sometimes we take for granted that we just want to have a one hit wonder and that's all we focus on. Um, and when the customer comes to the dealership and we don't sell them a car, we pretty much write them off. And that happens to us in January, right? There was customers that came in and didn't buy in January, but they, you know, they waited another month. Well, what are you doing for the customers that didn't buy from January and that didn't buy from November? Are you calling them? Are you hitting them up saying, hey, look, I know you came out here and you were waiting a couple of months. I was wondering if the time's come or if the time's right that you're looking to, you know, possibly start start the purchase of a brand new car. And if they say, you know, no, I was going to wait a whole another month. And then that's when you ask that question again, well, what's making you wait that whole other month? And that's the thing, you know, with you staying relevant in front of that customer and, and reminding them that you're there for them, they're more apt to buy from you. They're just not going to walk in and ask for, you know, um, Johnny, Joe, Joe Johnny at, at, a, at a dealership. They're going to come and ask personally for you. And that's the thing. You know, one of the things I was thinking about the other day, and I'm not trying to go off too much, too much into a wild tangent, is I have a customer um, that has bought, purchased two cars for me. And uh, when I was selling at Legacy Ford, when I left, he purchased another car. But um, long story short, while talking and while thinking about him, you know, the other day he comes into the dealership, texts me, hey, my vehicle, I'm going to bring my vehicle in for service. Can you get me a vehicle that I can loan out in, right? And so the one thing that kind of struck me is, you know, I'm not trying to sell him a truck because he's, he's been in his truck, you know, for a short time. You know, he's a good friend of mine. I don't want to sit there and, you know, uh, abuse that relationship. But the thing was, he goes, he's sitting on the showroom floor and I go out there and I talk to the guy and I, I started thinking, you know, could he go buy a car from another dealership? Yes, he probably could. Will he go do it? I don't know. But the thing is, is he doesn't have that comfort and convenience that he has at our dealership. He doesn't have that homely feeling. And that's when, you know, when it's slow, those are the people that you need to reach out to um, that, you know, you are good friends with, that you do sell cars with, that want to see you succeed. Those are the customers you reach out to and see if anybody can give you a referral or anything like that. And that's the thing. It's, it's not like, you know, you have plenty of opportunities for business at the dealership every month. And I think we sometimes get clouded by the fact of what the, what the, what the manufacturer is going to promote for us, what they're not going to promote for us. You know, is, is the manager going to be on board this month? 
and, and we mind we mind screw ourselves so many so many times, and you shouldn't have to do that. You know, you should sit there and literally think, how am I going to walk in my dealership, and how am I going to be successful today? And you should have a team that supports that too. So um, even in the slow times, guys, you have to sit there and you have to stay relevant in front of everybody. You know, I've gotten a little bit more social than what I've had in the past um, because I, I see that me having me having uh, the ability to go social more, the thing is, is I'm getting more customers, just getting them to engage with me. And that's the thing. I know if I plant a seed and I water it, it's eventually going to grow. And I think sometimes... You know, us in the car business, we want to have the Chia Pet that's going to grow out in one day, and that's not the case, guys. You know, sometimes over time, whether it would take three months, six months, one year, two years, you know, you planting that seed in people's mind that you're going to be the guy that they're going to buy a car from, that's not hard. It's very easy to do. And you can do it for free with social media. Facebook does not charge you a penny. It's not or It doesn't charge you a dime. They don't, they, don't, they don't make no money off of you posting a video. Now, what they do make money off of you is posting a video that has an ad to it. But that's other than that, they make no money off of you. So when you post a video online and you can get people to share it or you can have people engage in it, uh, it'll increase your, your, your ability to be seen by everybody. And that's the thing. You know, sometimes in the car business, we go back to the old fact of, you know, call them, get them in here. You know, and that's the thing. I don't think that's the most successful way to do business nowadays. Uh, I think the most successful way to do business is through social media and socially connect with people. And then you don't even have to do that at the dealership. You don't even have to do that through Facebook or Instagram or whatever it may be. You can do that through YouTube. You can be the go-to guy. Um, you can do that through just actually going out there and networking with people. You know, if your company has employee pricing through different companies, um, you're more than welcome to sit there and, and, and go to those places and help them, you know, buy a car whenever it's their time to come. And that's the thing. I think too much in the, in the, in the industry, we get locked into... Um, how we think it should be and how it used to be and that's not the case anymore it's really changed in the whole on the whole entire platform and layout of how the how business is going to be done and is going is going to change over the next five years um, for instance you know you look at the fact that Carvana you know they they're selling cars and you would have thought that they never would have been successful but guess what we're all selling a lot of dealerships you know and it's just nuts that you know to think that what what we think, is the way people should buy is not the way that they are buying. Um, and that's why I think we come off of slow months. You know, it's funny too, because I was watching a, a video with uh, Lisa Copeland, and uh, she was talking about the industry as a whole in Detroit, Detroit, Michigan, and how they're only open five days a week, which I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe not all of them, but some of them are. And that we sit there, and we practically kill each other every day trying to sell a car, but we don't make it an easy process for the customer to come in and buy. That's why they, they, they don't like it so much. And now, I, I honestly, we all know that the process can be made a little bit easier if everybody purchased a vehicle at MSRP, but that's not the case. Um, there's always negotiations when buying a car. And um, at the end of the day, um, I don't know, it's just, it, it blows my mind that we honestly still have slow months in the car business. Um, you know, because when you look at it this way too, if your dealership sells new and pre-owned cars, you know, if you're having a slow new month, what, what's to stop you from having a good pre-owned month? You know, what's to stop you from going over there, um, tearing it up on the pre-owned side? Um, what's to stop you from, you know, going out and, um, you know, having a, uh, uh, for instance, there's a sales guy at my dealership, you know, he's putting together a, um, a little get-together 
a chili cook-off, you know, during truck month. And that's, you know, the thing is like, what are you doing to think outside the box to promote yourself and bring more people to you? You know, and that's the one thing I still can't get through my mind. You know, I sit there and I look at it every day. How can I sit there and wake up and be a better person of me to be more successful? Like, how can I sit there and be the better me that I, than I was yesterday? And like, for instance, today, you know, I'm, I'm going through this cleanse and like I'm telling you, I'm going off on tangents here. But when I'm, I'm, I'm doing this cleanse, but today I'm going to go down to the auto show and I'm going to look at all the products, whether it be my products or those out there like Toyota or um, Chevy or, you know, I also I love looking at the Aston Martins. I love looking at all the vehicles that are out there. But the thing is, you know, I don't pin, pigeonhole myself into one situation. I always try to sit there and make myself fluid amongst everybody else. I, I train myself. And that's another thing you can do during your downtime. Train yourself on your products. Train yourself on what's going on in the industry. Train yourself on... You know, the business itself, train yourself on tightening up your skills, you know, relook at your templates, your email templates. Are they the message that you want to send out or did you want to send out a new message for the year? You know, it's just all those little things that you could tighten up throughout the day. You know, I think we think in the car business and I, I've told several salespeople this, you know, the idle, an auto mind is the devil's playground and the devil's going to get in your mind and they're going to play. But at the end of the day, if you can stay busy, I legitimately try to stay busy all day, every day, whether it be you know, doing stuff on social or whether it be doing with a website or calling customers. I try not to have any downtime, you know, therefore I don't have anything to complain about and I don't go off into little wild tangents, go do all this other stuff around the dealership. But the thing is, guys, you can make your time what you want to make it. It's just you need to focus it on where you want to focus it. And I know that might sound cliche or something like that, but if you legitimately want to sit there and be a better sell car salesperson or manager or finance manager, You'll make, you'll make ways to make yourself better. There's tons of um, websites, YouTube videos. Everything's out there to make yourself better and smarter. And if you're not, understand you're going to sit dormant and you're not going to be the most successful you that you could possibly be. You know, you're going to sit there at the end of, you know, a year, which, you know, we all do every year, not all of us, but some of us, at the end of every year, we get up and we look at the fact as, what did I do last year that I'm not going to do this year? And we started out. We legitimately start out, you know, with good intentions. But usually two months into it, or even not even two months for some people, we sit there and we hang up our hat and we go, you know what? Um, I don't think I'm going to be that successful this month. Um, you know, they almost give up two months into the car business and two months into every year because they don't see the instant gratification. And I'm telling you guys, you know, I don't see it too all the time, but I don't let it stop me or deter me. And what I try to do is just keep on working, keep on putting the grind in in order to be successful because I know at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever it takes to um, not only make me better, but make my team better. And that's the thing. Even like today's all my days off, you know, and I don't, and I, I do this podcast for free because I love it, but I'm sitting here talking to y'all because I think that I have knowledge to share to y'all to make y'all better. And what, what happens in the car business is we sometimes think only about ourselves and not anybody else. But I think you, me helping other people makes me better too because it gives me more ideas to, you know, fulfill, fulfill myself and, and how I can be a better salesperson, how I can be a better, better manager. You know, I get asked questions that I don't always know the answer to, but I always try to come up with an answer to give you. Uh, so guys, I appreciate y'all for letting me go on my ramble. I'll probably be a little bit more focused because I have food in my stomach, but I've been on this juice cleanse, so I'm super unfocused right now. Um, but if you can, give me a five-star review. I truly appreciate it. Um, if you want to reach out and connect with me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. Instagram, at TNTDad2728. Uh, on LinkedIn, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. 
And guys, if you want to generate your own leads, please hit me up. Um, I'll give you my affiliate link. You can learn how to generate leads for yourself. It's not hard. It's super easy. Um, and I just, I'm telling you guys, it's going to be the future where you're going to have to generate your own leads and you can't worry about TrueCore and all them. Um, but the very last thing I want to leave you on is um, this could be the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure business. It is what you make it. And guys, we all win when we all win. So make sure you're, you're, you're being a team instead of an individual. Right, Peace. Hey, welcome back, guys. Welcome back to another podcast of Car Sells 101. All right, before we get started, um, y'all know how to reach out to me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, uh, Instagram, at TNTDad2728, LinkedIn, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story, okay? Also, if you get great information and content out of this podcast, please share it with anybody and everybody. Uh, I do enjoy reading the reviews. So anyways, uh, but yeah. If you can, just DM private message, um, send it somebody in text message, whatever it is. Send them the podcast if you find good content from it. I truly appreciate you, each and every one of y'all for listening, okay? All right, before we get started, big disclaimer here, big disclaimer here. Uh, I did a juice cleanse, or I am in, I'm in the middle of a juice cleanse. So if I go off on little tangents or I lose my train of thought, it's because my head is pounding me. <laughs> and then on top of that, it's just, you know, not having any food in your stomach just kind of does a little something to you. Um, I did it because, you know, told you I was pretty much done with drinking, except maybe once a month. And uh, with that being said, I wanted to kind of purify my body a little bit as much as I could. But while I was running, I did hurt my knee, so I'm having to take a little bit of a break. And instead of me uh, eating all the food I can, I decided to legitimately just take a break. Hopefully for four days, I'm going to do the marathon in February. All right, guys. So, um, a lot of y'all been hitting up, hitting me up recently, and I know that I said that in the last podcast. Um, you know, and, and I've had you know, I've been asked this question multiple times, guys. Like, what do you th- um, if the dealership isn't working? What do you think I should do? Should I go work for another dealership? Blah blah blah. Now, I will tell you this, and, and I give you my advice with a grain of salt. And it's like I told uh, the person that asked me the other day, is the fact is that. Basically, um, for two years, I kind of jumped around, went to different dealership, different dealership, different dealership. Because um, I left, I got let go from Legacy Ford. Now, the one dealership I wish I would have stayed at would have been uh, Fred Haas Total World. Because um, I actually liked it up there. Probably would have moved up there. But long story short, I didn't. I was offered to come back, but decided to go back to Legacy Ford. Um, good and bad things, you know. We're just trying to figure them all out. Trying to, you know, figure out how to gel as a management staff. It's not easy. Um, it's quite hard most of the time because you got you know two big personalities or, or quite, actually quite a big person quite a bit of big personalities and um, too many chiefs too many people want to be the chiefs nobody wants to be the Indians and so that that creates a little bit of an issue but with that being said kind of wanted to, what I wanted to talk about on this podcast was basically that you know there are going to be slow months in the car business now slow months to some people might not be slow months to everybody. You know, so I have a salesperson right now that's probably going to do 20 cars this month. 
Um, everything's hitting on all this, all cylinders, everything's going. And I say that to say this, as a management staff, you know, we have to manage several people. And so you're going to have salespeople that are going to have good months and then you're going to have salespeople that have bad months. Um, and then also you're going to have salespeople that just excel every month. And with that being said, you know, I think the main question that comes to mind is, you know, should you leave your dealership and what should you do, right? Two questions then. Um, no, I don't necessarily think you should leave your dealership. Okay, now, now, honestly, if your dealership, you know, if your managers are not, you know, of value to you, they're not working, you know, they're, they're, they're very hypocritical in what they do, I don't suggest that you stick around there. You know, if, if the dealership's advertising is not what it should be, if, 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 if every day you're putting out a fire, I don't recommend you staying at that dealership. If it's a new dealership and they're building up, I do recommend that you stay for as long as you can, as long as it makes sense. You know, you could build your um, pipeline somewhere else, but, you know, the thing is, it's really hard starting a new dealership if you can afford to do it, okay? Because, I mean, new dealerships, they try to, you know, put their word out in the street and be kind of loud. So that's that's where I think, you know, on that end you should. But the other thing is, is what should you do, you know? When it's slow, um, I think some people think, well, when it's slow, I'm just going to complain. I'm just going to put my hat up on the wall and I'm not going to work the rest of the month. And that's not what you need to do. Um, I think, all honesty, when it's slow in the car business, like when it's legitimately slow, guys, I think that's when you should put the grind in harder, you know? You should sit there and call more customers, text more customers, and email more customers. You know, when it's slow, think about how you can service the customer more. And, you know, it's crazy. The dealership I work at, I give these guys all these advice. doesn't always necessarily work. But, you know, when it's slow, you know, I always... There's three companies out there that have kind of, you know, changed the world and how we view it in the retail side, right? One being Amazon, the other being um, um, DoorDash, and the very last one being Uber, right? Now, all honesty, Amazon is not the cheapest product in the whole entire world. And we all know that, right? I mean, Amazon is just not, not, not the cheapest, but man, if you sit there, and, and I told this in, the, in my um, conference room the other day, if you're sitting there and you're taking a poop and the next thing you know, your toilet paper's low, what could you do with Amazon? You can get on there, order it, and bring it to you, right? When you want to sit there and you get a, you want to get a taxi, back in the old days, you had to call and get a taxi. Well, Uber made it easy and they did it with the app. And then the very last thing is is with DoorDash. The food's not any cheaper. It's, it's not. It's, it's actually more expensive, but it's delivered right to your house or right to your work, whatever it may be, right? So between, between those three things, I always ask them, what do, what do they have in common, right? What is the main underlying thing that they have in common that, you know, why people go there? And the main reason is because of convenience, right? And so what I'm trying to tell you guys is, you know, whenever it's, it's at that time when you can't sit there and legitimately, you know, have nothing to do or you think you have nothing to do, what if, you, what if the customer, customer emails you, calls you, asks sister and says, hey, I can't make it in. Um, I can't make it until, you know, next Saturday, so I won't be able to come out there and see you. Well, hey, Mr. Customer, what if I was able to bring that vehicle to you? What if I was able to bring it to where your location was and kind of show you what was going on with the vehicle? And I think sometimes we we miss that ball. I think we sometimes think that customer always has to come to the dealership. We all have appraisal tools on our vehicle. We all have phones, right? What if we sit there and while we're out there and we're getting the vehicle, you know, we're, we're looking at the vehicle, right? They're looking at the, the customers looking at your vehicle. What if you could appraise that vehicle on the spot, you know? I mean, it's all a possibility. That's what, what I don't understand. You know, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in the mindset, you know, the customer has to visit me at the dealership. I have to have an appointment. 
right? Appointment, 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 right? Customer needs to visit me, customer needs to visit me, customer needs to visit me. But I think what we do is we lose sight of what's making it from the most convenient for the customer. And that's what I've kind of, I've preached this for almost two years and it's been hard to get somebody to, you know, wrap their minds around it because, you know, I think we look at hours at the dealership as hours of dead time and focus time, right? Or time we want to sell cars. You know, for instance, uh, and like I told you, I'm, I'm going off on tangents here, but for instance, if a customer sits there and comes in the dealership and you work for them for two or three hours, you know, most of the time you spend that, you, I would say, be good at it, you know, spend an hour about, you know, negotiating, showing them the vehicle and stuff like that. And then while they're getting ready to go in for the um, finance office, at that point, you could take them out to the delivery and try to start showing them the, the easy way to, uh, the, you start showing them how you deliver the vehicle. When that brings you back, bring back and come back into the dealership, at that point in time, when they're in finance, you're, you're, you spend a lot of time just bullshitting around, right? It's, we all legitimately do it, right? Because we want to pump our chest, we want to be proud of ourselves, but we're not looking for the next deal. And that's what, you know, kind of is, is insane because I think at the end of the day, I think we all should, once, once a deal is done, we should move on to the next deal. Um, not, not giving up your customer service to that customer, but at the end of the day, it just makes you a little bit more efficient in what you do. Because what you do most of the time, and I see it, and not you, just everybody, what we do as salespeople most of the time is that once we get done with one deal, we pump our chest, we walk around you know, saying, hey, I did that, great, blah, blah, blah. And you're only as good as your last deal, so why not work for the next deal and the next deal and the next deal and keep yourself busy? Whenever we sit there and we do one deal in one day, we pump our we you know we pump our chest out and we're like, man, I accomplished a whole lot. But what did you? But then you sit on that that pride forever, but you're not building up that next deal. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. When it's slow in January, because we all know it's slow in January because we come off of the um, Christmas high, the end of year high. You know, when we come into January, um, you got to understand. Is that your most of your ad spend for money's for money for you know whether it be Facebook, Instagram, um, promotional through TV or whatnot? The thing is, all that money is now dried up, and they have to look at their their year and how they're going to work out the whole entire next year and where they're going to spend that money. So there's usually not a whole lot of money to go around in uh, uh, January. So guys, before I go any further, I just want y'all to go through this little sit through this little commercial, and I'll get back to y'all.